turn me up a little bit more. Ah, it's probably fine. I'll just talk at a normal level. Instead of the smudge level? Mm. Nah. The smudge level is louder than the normal level. Oh, well, the smudge level could also be the quiet level. Mm. You never know what level smudge is, is going to pull up with. It's crazy how much more time we had for the podcast. Like it actually is. Like last year. Yeah. It's crazy how this is the, this is the first one of the year. It uh. Well, it really isn't because we did hit the USO. That's true. While at Miami, so we we did do that. And it's always two or zero <laughs> for a month, and then it's two on one day, and then it's zero for a whole month. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Crazy that like we originally were supposed to be releasing every week, and then we switched to a tennis podcast, and here we are talking about Viper. Well, yeah, I think we're just gonna fuck around and just talk about a Viper. random topic yeah. for once a week for twenty minutes. Well, I don't even know if we're gonna reach it once a week. We'll sh- it'll happen when it happens. Whatever happened, happened. Wiser words. Anyway. Welcome back, everyone, to the Friday Therapy Podcast. I'm your host, Jan Behrens, here with Logan Hubbard. Uh, Today, we are planning to talk about Viper. And if you have not heard of Viper before, he's an esteemed rapper on the Internet. Uh, uh, He's known for such hits as Yule Cowards Don't Even Smoke Crack and My Hops, where he discusses that his haters want him dead because of his two-handed hanger dunk. Yeah, I mean, we're what we're really here to do is once and for all to end the end the goat debate. I mean, a lot of people have opinions to who the goat may be. Uh, some people may say, you know, LeBron James or, or Michael Jordan. Others would say, you know, uh, Thomas Brady or uh, or Tupac or uh, potentially even Albert Einstein. But there's one man from well, Arkansas. S- some people have even said Wayne Gretzky for goat. Yeah, that. We're not talking about those people though. Okay. They they don't they don't deserve, they don't deserve it. Because nah. right. that's 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 double or nothing right there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But uh, yeah. There's one man from Arkansas. He currently lives in Houston, but he u- used to live in Arkansas. So oh yeah. He's he's got dual residency and dual states. citizenship. Yeah, yeah. A great <laughs> a great cultural export of uh of Little Rock. Oh yeah. He's uh, he has such albums as. Kill Yourself, My Man, and his most famous one, Yule Cowards Don't Even Smoke Crack, where he revealed in an interview that, that Yule stands for You Will Eventually Smoke Crack. <laughs> <laughs> you Will Cowards. That that does seem to be consistent with <laughs> this man's level of emotional and intellectual genius. So I think that's pretty on brand for him. But what's also on brand form is <laughs> pretty much anything because he's released literally thousands of albums and he says he can create one track per hour, so about an album a day. And yeah, at one point he did 347 in a year, so that's that's a decent work rate. And I, if you are talking about other rappers like uh like Drake, who releases one or two records in a year, Kanye, who releases one or two records in his lifetime, and Jermaine Cole or George Cole, excuse yeah, George me. Coleman, uh, George also Coleman. Also, some people who has do say is in the goat debate for some reason. Who has literally never dropped an album before? Uh, 
they can't even come close to the output that uh, that Viper's that Viper has. And you know, even NBA YoungBoy who drops an album <laughs> <laughs> an album about e- each month <laughs> can't even keep up. And l- let me tell you, no rapper in the game right now has the guts, the balls to name a track "The Chronicles of Rat," and then do it again. <laughs> yeah, do it again. Not even a week later, drop another track, "Chronicles of Rat 2. What's the the sub the subtitle there? Oh yeah, there 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 is a there is a, a plot at play here. Viper is he's a creative individual. He he's not gonna leave us leave us hanging for. Just for the it's substance of his beats. Chronicles of Rat 2, I Am the Mad Rat. Yeah, I mean, there there is a cinematic universe at play. In fact, multiple uh, per week that are we are orbiting in and out of. And yeah. that's just one of the many. So he, he blessed us with this one three hours ago. It has 359 views already. That's, that's way more views than I could ever dream of, uh, especially since he's a trillionaire. So. Oh, yeah. And... I I can only assume that he's a trillionaire for two reasons. First of all is his sheer musical genius. Uh, he just can come up with amazing songs instantaneously and then do it again an hour later. And then his second reason is that he has patented a moving company. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he has a lot of... When we're talking about the GOAT debate, obviously, you have your Rapman, you have your George Coleman's, you have your Aubrey Grams, you have your uh, your Duckworths out there, but uh, not I only. I don't. Okay. Well, yeah, you just have uh, James Duckworth, so uh. only one, and we're talking about multiple, so yeah, unlikely that you do have multiple since you just have the Aussie. But uh, you have those out there, and their their genius is pretty much limited to the recording booth, but. Uh, once Viper breaks out of that booth, he cannot be contained. I mean, my man's extremely versatile. The business acumen he's exhibited over the years, astonishing. In, in fact, the only place where I would say that he is batted is in the recording booth, where he unfortunately raps over his beats that he makes. Yeah, I mean, th- this is really probably everyone has to have a fatal flaw. Uh, for some people, it's... Uh, not rapping over your own beats, but for him, it's rapping over his own beats. So, and for other people, I'm not gonna name any names. It's uh, anti-Semitism, and for other people, it's liking pickleball. Again, it's uh, true. That no names. No names. Shut up. No name. But uh, yeah, that that's definitely one of his uh, his ventures. Is he does have a business? It's uh, it's a moving truck business. It has rave reviews. You can go out and look them up. So I'm going to give you some time to to look it up. So your time's up. Yeah, your time has expired. Uh, I forget what the the question was that we were even (laughs) having you look up. How much information did you gather? Let us know in the in the comments. Uh, that's gonna be how you how you're graded today. But uh, oh, it was about the moving company. Oh yeah, <laughs> rave reviews on that one, and that's uh, we we had some perceived technical difficulties, uh, which is one thing. But Viper had some actual, very very interesting mm-hmm. real life difficulties in his moving company. He has <laughs> to solve real problems with that one. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, like imagine you hire a moving company that 
He's going to move your stuff. And the two men, <laughs> shirtless, <laughs> reeking of alcohol, come to your door, knock on it, say, hello. They probably don't even start with that. <laughs> it's like, we're here to move your stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, at that point, you'd probably just say, yeah, you j- <laughs> just don't come back. <laughs> so, yeah, that I mean, that's what I would do probably if I asked two shirtless men came to my door reeking of alcohol. I don't know. What would you do, Logster? I mean, uh, one of the beauties of Viper's moving company is it's really ambiguous whether or not he's actually one of these men who's actually <laughs> supposed to be moving things. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we do know quite a bit about the man's build. He seems to be uh, 6'2", as he, he has mentioned previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, unconfirmed actually, that's actually true. He did mention that he was 4 foot 33 inches tall. Yeah, I mean, depending on uh, what what your unit of measurement is, you could come up with some rounding errors there. But uh, yeah, so around six two or four foot thirty three, somewhere in that range. And his his build over the years has been pretty pudgy. So I, I think wow. I do think he could be semi effective at moving furniture. You say that, but he's a trillionaire, so he doesn't actually move the furniture. He has the money work for him. He has the money move the furniture. Okay, is, does he prefer to deal with nickels or uh, another? Another form of currency. I think he likes like nickels, uh, maybe even like pennies. Okay, just or the, s- the smooth coins. Perhaps hay pennies. Oh, okay. If we're going so far back. Okay. Well, I guess that settles it. He he would show up with, for some reason, two guys, but the coins are are actually <laughs> moving the work here. So, uh, pretty pretty interesting concept. I'd love to see it play out. I know they have those like little furniture slider things. Uh, I'm thinking of something like that, but obviously <laughs> much more interesting because that's pretty boring. Well, sure, he put his own creative twist if on If you it. have nickels, it's just like that, but it's nickels. Well, yeah. <laughs> Given that it's nickels, <laughs> yeah. I, I can see that. So th- there's definitely some interesting implications with uh, – the man's business business exactly, ventures. Exactly. Exactly. Let's let's move topics. Let's talk about nine eleven. Yeah, I mean, when do we not? So <laughs> if you go through uh Viper's what's it called? His discog, you'll find a track called I Certainly Did Not Did Nine Eleven. And this leaves some ambiguity uh, some amb- Ambiguity. Ambiguity. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, as to whether he did 9-11 or not, because the certainly did not is in parentheses. So if you read it without the parentheses, it said, I did 9-11. And in this video, it's an audio recording of him at ground zero uh, rapping over what I can only presume is the building collapsing. Well, not just one building. There are two of them. Ah, there are a, a few more than that. Oh. <laughs> just the collapse or just buildings? There's only w- there's only two buildings in the in the world right now. There are a couple more than two buildings in the world. There used to be two more than there are now. But then they collapsed. And this is on 9/11 that they collapsed. Yeah, so uh if you're kind of unsure of what's what's going on behind the scenes, uh, you c- you can take a look at the music video and Oh yeah, you'll see him. You. Either, depending on the video that you get, he's either going to be in Helsinki or in, in, <laughs> <laughs> or in New York City on on the fateful day that the two buildings ceased to exist. Uh, but on the other hand, he could be in Helsinki 
ordering some drinks on a boat. Yeah, I mean, I think this is kind of where the the true artistic value and creativity of Viper Spirit really comes into play because uh, it's kind of a, you know, choose your own adventure. You, you kind of have to read between the lines between certainly did not and did. It's kind of, what do you want to see? And if, mm-hmm. if you choose the Twin Towers collapsing and you see Viper rapping during this, then that actually looks like he did not do 9-11. But if he's ordering martinis and paying for them <laughs> and we don't see him, maybe he did. So Well, he's actually pointing at the martinis as he's ordering <laughs> them. You yeah, can very, see that very, in the video. Very important. So anyway, uh, this is not the first time that Viper has been known to cause an international tragedy as he also did the Wuhan coronavirus outbreak uh, in early 2020. He was the one that orchestrated that. So it, it, he's really no stranger to uh, to controversy, I'll say that. Uh, so it really does beg the question, did he or did he not do 9-11? Uh, he s- claims that he hasn't, but it was also in a sort of backhanded way where you're not really sure if he's being fully honest or not. And you can tell during the song that... There's n- nothing but static going on in that man's brain. I mean, th- there's definitely an internal struggle within him on whether he should remain truthful or not as to his whereabouts mm-hmm. on that day. But uh, something that I do think is interesting in, in regards to, to viruses is uh, our good friend Rick Ross, who I'm sure is a, a fan of the Viper community as well. Uh, he actually reminded us today to stay inside because of the fungus. So I uh, just wanted to make sure everyone was aware of that. That's a pretty dangerous thing going on now. <laughs> But but the fungus, as they say, is a mogus. So Rick Ross, famous for liking pears, has warned us to stay inside due to the fungus. So we will be staying inside due to the fungus. PSA, over. PSA, restarting. Okay, so let's talk about Viper. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's go through some of his his tracks and just see the things that he's been doing recently because – Recently, he's been journeying through Tupac's realm. Have you noticed that at all? And now we have known whether they've noticed it or not. So we'll we'll <laughs> see what the results come in to be. But uh, obviously, I'm, I'm well aware of him journeying through Tupac's mm-hmm. realm because uh, he actually sends this information to me through YouTube, uh, through YouTube, through the realm itself, interdimensional mm-hmm. uh, information. And also his Discord, which is affectionately nicknamed the Autism Kindergarten. <laughs> so well, yeah. Shout <laughs> out a great to hangout spot. For shout us. out to the Viper Discord. Uh, actually, Viper recently was spotted on the Crimean Bridge shortly for before its untimely demise. That's a direct quote from the rapper himself. Uh, so that begs the question: What was he doing in Ukraine during the? Oh, I guess Crimea is. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it depends on who you're trying to please here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As this is a pretty high stakes. What uh, was <laughs> Viper doing in a contested war zone during this war that is ongoing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think there's only one man who knows the answer to this question, and uh, he is very willing and able to share that answer with you. So I uh, would expect an answer in probably two to four business days, depending on what other tracks he has on his docket. But the thing is, the track insinuates that he was the reason for the Crimean Bridge <laughs> collapse. <laughs> so whose side is he really playing here? Yeah, so who whose side is he on? W- w- 
Does the Crimean bridge collapse favor Russia or Ukraine? We don't know the answer to these questions right now, folks. Uh, probably CNN does, because it's the first I've heard about this Russia-Ukraine conflict in a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not a non-sequitur. <laughs> so I <laughs> think that that's all making sense in my brain, too. Yeah, CNN definitely is uh, known for having information at times. <laughs> Regarding the news? Yeah, that's allegedly one of their functions, maybe. But I, I have not I have not seen Carl Azuz recently to confirm nor deny this claim. <laughs> and as we all know, he's the only one who could have any pertinent information here. So well, yeah. going to have to put that one on ice, as they say. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll, come, we'll circle back to that one in a couple years. Uh, to do a full secondary look at it, or what's it called? The secondary documents? Yeah, sure. The <laughs> secondary documents. And it will be a primary source, too, because Viper's oh going to yeah. put it out into <laughs> the world. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is this is making a lot of sense. We're, we're moving through a lot of, lot, of, lot of ground pretty quickly. And... Uh, <laughs> And we're back. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> we're, we're just moving through too much ground too quickly, and that sometimes results in the demise of the podcast. The podcast, But luckily, we caught it just in time. Oh, yeah. You know who also moves through ground pretty quickly? And that's actually Viper when he's hooping, and uh, he has been known to hoop quite, quite extensively in his time. Oh yes, he is actually world-famously known for his two-handed hanging dunk. Uh, there are people that want him dead. In fact, most people want him dead for this. And there's only one reason why, and it's obviously because of his hops. But not only because of his hops, he does make numerous basketball references throughout his discogs, including balling by the mall instead of mm -hmm. in the mall, which doesn't compute to me because I would think the mall might have like a basketball court that he'd be hooping in. But well, he is actually balling adjacent to the mall where there's a basketball court outside. But in, in his YouTube bio, he says he is the top mala. Which I can only assume that he's the top mall shopper, <laughs> which would make sense since he has trillions of dollars to spend at the mall. Well, I, yeah, there is another Viper track called "I Got to Mall," so <laughs> <laughs> which is most certainly not "I Got to Ball" re-uploaded with a different title. N not even a, a slight chance of this happening. Well, I mean, I think it's pretty clear what happened through this man's. Uh, he, he he's like any other good uh, intellectual thinker he goes through a cycle of interest and he at one point he was very interested in balling but then as he became a trillionaire he started wanting to maul instead so he was like hmm i want to make a song about mauling but i only have one about balling but i can just <laughs> change the name of it <laughs> and it'll work oh yeah i got to and then it's <laughs> up to the the listener's imagination to change the b consonant sound in ball to the M consonant that would be in mall. Uh, and everything else is really up to interpretation. It could swing both ways. Uh, but swinging back to balling by the mall, uh, it was a bit of a foreshadowing for his own life. As you know, uh, this track is off of the world-famous record Ready and Willing by Viper uh, out in 2006. Uh, this was a foreshadow. This is... Uh, a little bit of time before he became a trillionaire, he released a couple records this year. Um, but 
he clearly enjoyed to spend time at the mall pooping up. And then once he ran into money, he would go to the mall, purchase some items, then come back out, and then play some basketball. It seems like a pretty normal <laughs> chain of events. So uh, this does beg the question about the man himself. Is this like all he does in his life? Is he just stuck in this endless loop of balling and mauling and then balling and mauling again and then going back to ball? I mean, that just seems exhausting. I don't know if I could handle that all well myself. It's, it's clear that at a point in time, he did not go to the mall or ball, and he spent the entire year of 2014 releasing albums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he, he is known to kind of chain himself up to the studio. The studio. <laughs> to the studio. <laughs> Yeah, also the radiator, but the studio <laughs> as well. Uh, and just kind of get down to business, uh, so much business, in fact, that he is unable to have any sort of interpersonal relationships with anyone else because he's putting so much content out there into this exactly, world. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, that kind of, like, ball-and-chain lifestyle is bound to make a man depressed, which takes us to <laughs> <laughs> the thawed. Yeah, so th this is definitely, uh, I think, where, where Viper kind of hits his, you know, point of inflection in his in his life. Uh, all this balling, all this mauling. And all this music releasing. I mean, how can one man just sustain this over this many years? And it turns out even Viper cannot do this. So he kind of reached this point where he wanted to compress his internal organs to make small. Yeah. But, you know, how would one accomplish this task? You may be thinking, it's really hard to make small. So the answer to your question is um, what, you, what you, the audience, should do if you want to make small. You want to go to uh, TummyTuck.com and order two of their smallest tummy harnesses. <laughs> this is where the H in Thod comes into play. Because Thod obviously stands for the harness of death. Except it's the hornness of no. death. <laughs> Sorry. <though. laughs> because Viper is a trailblazer in the field of linguistics and has elected to use the more user-friendly term, hornness. Oh, yeah. The Thod, which stands for the, the hornness of death, <laughs> was used. So how he would use this is he would put on these two smallest harnesses and then refuse to take it off or shower <laughs> for the coming weeks. And he he thought he would die on day six. Unfortunately, but for unfortunately for him at the time, but fortunate for the, the rest of the universe, uh, this was not actually the case. And he did survive past day six. And he took off the hornus of death and tried to repeat this process about five times. Yeah, I mean, uh, something interesting about the Hornets of Death is it's all it's all chronicled on on the man's Twitter. Mm -hmm. So if you're if you want to look up Thod one, Thod two, all the way through five, it, the information's out there. You can timestamp it yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, but another thing about the Thod is uh, I think it has to be one of the strangest suicide attempts of all time. And I think uh, he he kind of did get ahead of. Hollywood in terms of uh, refusing to bathe. I think uh, mm -hmm. another trend-setting moment there. Everyone saw the thought and the well, I mean, he's he leads the it. autistic kindergarten now, which is 
Yeah, I mean, he's basically... Which is on Discord. (laughs) Discord people are famous for not bathing, so he's clearly in his element right there. I mean, which came first, though? Did he inspire? Yes. Okay. Well, what didn't he inspire? It's a good question. I have no idea. I think we are yet to find something that he did not inspire. Exactly. We'll be on the prowl. Uh, We'll let you know if there's any updates in the next uh, 10 to 15 minutes on if there's something that exists that viper did not inspire but uh i would think the wheel but then again pretty like viper looks like a wheel so uh, it has got to be inspired by him yeah just like uh yeah yeah that 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 works too so and then and in terms of uh, Viper being active in the community, he loves to give back to his fans. Nothing more than that. You love to see an artist who interacts w- with his own community, and there are some who do a great job of that. Obviously, uh, you know, uh, people who really go all out in their concerts and uh, try like to Cardi. yeah, just like Cardi, he's famous for being great with his fans and mm-hmm. always being transparent. Kanye's another one. Yep. Uh, but. I think Viper really does take the crown here, and he's so reachable, in fact, that he actually <laughs> posts his personal <laughs> phone number out on the internet and invites anyone to go ahead and give him a call or a text if they w- they want to, you know, talk to the man himself and see how he's doing. And uh, I think Viper kind of overestimated the general morality of his fans and the internet as a whole because this did get him into s- a sticky situation or two and potential some legal issues, so... Let's go ahead and start with the the shoe incident. (laughs) Well, for those of you who don't know, which I'm assuming is a lot of you, uh, Viper did post his phone number on the Internet, as you just learned. And uh, as a result, 4chan got a hold of this. And, you know, at this point, Viper was already world famous for his hit single, Yule Cowards Don't Even Smoke Crack, off his hit record, Yule Cowards Don't Even Smoke Crack. Uh, but 4chan, loving this record, got a hold of his number and also posted a video to YouTube of him dancing in front of someone farting. <laughs> yeah, and uh, from what what goes on from there can only be described <laughs> as a logical nightmare. <laughs> so so <laughs> the Viper did not take kindly to this. We'll just we'll just. <laughs> we'll we'll throw that out there to start. So the, the it starts off where the video is sent to Viper's phone, and <laughs> Viper returns by politely asking the <laughs> the uploader to remove the video from the <laughs> internet, <laughs> and that if he didn't, he would have to take some physical action against the uploader, and <laughs> the uploader responded by politely s- saying no <laughs> to Viper <laughs> on his request to take down the or have the video taken down uh and then a compromise was reached the uploader said Viper if you send me a video with a shoe <laughs> on your head I will t- <laughs> I will <laughs> I will take down the video and Viper did oblige and now there is a picture of him with a shoe on his head. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is just one more primary example of Viper just having that much trust in his his own fans and just 
being willing to go above and beyond to do literally anything they ask of. And uh, there are some other things that, you know, maybe he gets we asked to put a shoe on his head and then he kind of gets the feeling that he can also ask favors of his fans, which kind of also puts him into some interesting scenarios. Well, yeah, there was some situations where he was texting someone who was pretending to be a minor, not knowing that the person was pretending to be a minor. But we're going to gloss past that because we want to keep Viper's name good. And 17 is legal. Pops. Exactly. So we'll, we'll just slide right past that saga. If you're curious in that about that one, you can do some more research. Uh, but yeah, we, we really don't need to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, in all seriousness, Viper has some really great production on a lot of his tracks, uh, but he his style of rapping is very uh, intrusive, I would say, against the beat, where it's really all you can pay attention to because his voice is his the the timbre of his voice is so deep, and he talks so slowly, and it the the vocals are mixed so poorly that you can't do anything but listen to his voice. There are a couple of tracks where this is not too much of an issue, and some of these tracks are, as we mentioned earlier, earlier, Ballin' at the Mall is one of my favorite Viper tracks. It has a great sample and vocal cut in it. And another great track by Viper is Choppers, which has a amazing sample flip, and his flow is actually surprisingly average, uh, as well as his voice not being too intrusive. Yeah, so when we when we refer to Viper as a rapper, he's not exactly your average rapman. I mean, uh, the guy probably has one of the most rudimentary understandings of what a pocket and a flow is. And uh, I think if he just ceased to rap, he definitely would have much better tracks. But I think he is actually a tremendously talented producer, uh, especially in terms of sample flips. And especially when we're talking about the quantity that he can put out decent beats in, pretty much unrivaled. But uh, Viper's not the only rapman in the game. There are some adversaries out there. And there is one man who has troubled him more than anyone else, and that is Mr. Mafia oh. uh, of JPEG. And, you of know. House JPEG. Yeah. yeah. There, there are a lot of people who are actually scared of Mr. Mafia. He's kind of been, you know, running around doing stuff for for many years and <laughs> gone unchecked yeah and uh, as a the good samaritan as a good samaritan <laughs> by for protecting the the populace of america released the track pussy boy i'll kill you uh which has the probably the best flow on any track i've ever heard in my life yeah i mean th this is this is a kill shot to mr mafia he actually released three additional kill shots, but this is probably the one most worth talking about. I mean, Mr. Mafia even admitted himself on Twitter that Viper had murked him and he cannot respond. There's just oh no yeah. way to come back from it. Uh, but he got uh, destroyed. Probably the, probably the the biggest blow was uh, when Viper started rapping about <laughs> the letter H. <laughs> I don't think anyone can come back from that. Oh yeah, I'm gonna put you in the H or the <laughs> other H. Or the other H. Or the other H. It really H. begs the question, what H are you talking about? I could think of maybe one that would apply to the situation. And that's Houston. Y yeah. Or 
Bokita. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I I think uh, I think Peggy's probably quaking in his boots right now, uh, wondering mm-hmm. if he's gonna get sent over the Wopitao's rule or not. Yeah. But uh, but he w- might get derived. He might be derived. There's always that possibility. We might Both find his limit in the future. The d- and the denominator. Well, yeah. Both sides. Yeah. Could get dicey. If we, you think uh, you think Peggy converges or diverges? Mm. I'm gonna go with by the geometric series test he would converge. Okay. What is he converging towards? He is converging towards a value that is not infinity. Okay. So uh, <laughs> thanks to Viper's amazing skills behind the mic as an MC and a rapman, uh, we have deduced that Mr. Mafia is actually converging towards a value between <laughs> negative and positive infinity. So uh, don't think don't think that's <laughs> ever been done on a diss track, which kind of proves why Pussy Boy I'll Kill You is just a cut above really anything else yeah, I can't going remember right the now. last time there was a full mathematical proof in a rap track. Like, that really is something that doesn't come by really o- uh, very often. Uh, and that's what sets Viper apart, is not just his ability to make a beat, but his, uh, his intellectualism and his ability to somehow formulate a proof. But yeah, that's <laughs> that just sets him apart. He's an intellectual. And I, I, I think uh, what Viper does here is what any good mathematician would do. And... Uh, I think something that's important to note about this proof is he doesn't just spell it out for you, you know. He makes you really dig into those finer details of his lyricism mm-hmm. and his bars to really find out what he's meaning. And uh, it, it does take a true Viper fan, but also a true f- student of the game. And by the game, we mean math. And, and find out what he means. more specifically, calculus. Yeah, so if you're, if you're not a big fan of calc, uh, that might fly right over your head. Yeah, you might like need to uh, do some some research on uh, infinite series. Yeah, start start with limits, and then you can work your way up. We'll let you do the rest. Yeah, uh, get a subscription to your favorite math, and then there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Th- there will be no shortage of math subscriptions to choose from. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I think uh, on that note, we're probably gonna end with Viper's greatest contribution to academia right there i don't think there's anything else that he's done to top that so i i will have i have one last statement if you want to listen to viper and get sort of the gist of what he is and what the music that he puts out i would listen to some tracks off the record you'll cowards don't even smoke smoke crack and uh if you want to listen to some of his best music i would listen to either his album hustle and thick or Ready and willing. Uh, he does have some great beats on those two records, although Hustle and Thick does sound like it was recorded on a toaster, and Ready and Willing has six-minute tracks that should be about two minutes at the most. So, Yeah, something to note about a little caveat in there. Even on Viper's best material, I think it should be about a 90-second track and then just a little beat tape, so it's like a 10-minute album. But yeah. Uh, he does he does want to get the most out of every single beat he makes, so he, he does tend to stretch it out, which you can't knock the hustle. But I would say he is about a song's worth of ideas on an album. Uh but they are great ideas and they do make for an entertaining couple of seconds when you start when you first hear the the loop. Uh but then you hear it for six minutes and then it kinda just 
fades away and you're just I'm, I, you say I want to go to the next track please yeah so we'll end it with a plea goodbye <laughs>